Hey, this is Greg Barron. You're having the honor of hearing me on PF Tape Recorder. But really, just the show's fine. It doesn't need me at all. Hello there, I'm P.F. This is my tape recorder. Coming up, comedian Tommy Ryman. Uh, well, we bought a hedgehog, my wife and I. That's the newest one. So I've, I've told the story about uh, basically picking up a hedgehog. And, like, I didn't know where you'd get them. I was like, do you, like, go to a little pet store? Do we walk around the backyard for a while? <laughs> Apparently, you just go to a lady's house. That's where you get hedgehogs. We'll hear from Tommy in just a little bit. We also have a song of the week from Lucy Dacus. I think you're really going to enjoy. But as always, we start things off with a dumb bit. And now, the troubleshooter. Finding a good mechanic can be tricky, as one local man found out. Consumer troubleshooter Tony Soprano has more. Chuck Hyperbole was having trouble with his car, so he took it into a local repair shop to have it tuned up. Well, I went to Hoodlum Brothers Repair Shop. I had testified against Ralph Hoodlum a long time ago, but I figured bygones, you know? And I'd give him my business. But it seems they gave Chuck the business. Well, I'm driving out in the Meadowlands, middle of the night, dumping a bot, uh, making a delivery, you know, when the engine just dies. I had to walk back eight miles. That's when I called troubleshooter Tony Soprano. I decided to pay them a visit. Mr. Hoodlum? Tony Soprano, troubleshooter? Shooter? No, not that kind of sh- well, not usually. Listen, you fix this car belonging to Mr. Chuck Hyperbole? Yeah! He's a lawyer viewer of our newscast. Now, let's look at Mr. Hyperbole's car together, shall we? He says you tuned it up, but it sounds a little rough. Don't you think? I don't hear nothing. Take a closer look. Ow! Hey! Oh, let go of my... Ow! Look! Does that sound right? Ow! Does that sound right? Oh. Does that sound right? Stop it! I don't think so. Owie! After I stuffed him into the trunk of Mr. Please, Hyperbole's on, car, hey. he started no, to no, see no, the light, no, no. which is ironic, no, the because there's no light in there. How's <laughs> it running now, Chuck? Great, Tony. Now I got two deliveries to make out in the Meadowlands. If you're having a consumer problem, call Tony Soprano, the troubleshooter. This episode of PF's Tape Recorder is brought to you by Home Shirts Cleveland. For all of your Northeast Ohio vintage t-shirt needs, visit homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. You'll also find links to the original Cincy Shirts site, as well as Home Shirts Indianapolis, with more cities to come. That's homeshirts.com forward slash Cleveland. And this just in, go to any of our Home Shirts websites, use the code COMEHOME, all one word, and receive 20% off for a limited time. Now, on with the show. Tommy Ryman is a comedian originally from Southern Illinois. He now lives in Minneapolis with his lovely wife. He is a full-time stand-up comedian headlining clubs across the country. Here now is our interview with Tommy Ryman. Okay, so uh, you might have used the audio of this for my podcast. Sure, go for it. Cool, man. Well, uh, I think... I spoke to you about a year, maybe a year and a half ago, so I guess a good place to start is uh, what's new with you? Not much. I've been on the, the road at John Touring. I've been doing lots of uh, clubs and colleges, and then same old stuff, writing a lot of new material. I'm getting ready to record this, this coming week at Acme. Oh, neat. So, yeah, so I'm excited. This will be my uh, second album. 
That should be good. Cool. Uh, so still living in Minneapolis, or have you relocated? We're still in Minneapolis. I go kind of back and forth uh, to California or New York if I need, want to do shows. But so, but based in Minneapolis. Okay. So uh, any designs to move to New York or uh, Los Angeles? Um, maybe in the future, but right now I'm just kind of going back and forth. And if I, if I get like a ride, like I've tried to started to submit like different writing packets and stuff. So if I ever got like a writing job, then I would relocate. Oh well, yeah, definitely. Yeah, there's a lot of different schools of thought on that. Some people like you know want to go to New York because you know you're doing stand up every night. Other people want to go to Los Angeles because it's like you can do more than just stand up out in Los Angeles, of course. And other people are like, heck, I'll just stay where I am. And if they need me, they know where to find me, which, which a lot of people in, in Cincinnati, uh, where I am, in Minneapolis, where you are, uh, are doing. Yeah, so it's nice, because like, the clubs in California, I'll let them know I'm coming out, and I can get spots like Comedy Magic Club or the Comedy Store, and oh, there you go. still get that to do that stand-up. But, right. uh, that's good. So, but hopefully I'll just write a show and produce it, star in it, and then fly out. Well, there you go. That would be ideal, there and then move out yeah, to exactly. a big house. Like yeah. a two-bedroom. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's it, that's hard to do anymore. Well, it isn't, it isn't, I guess, if you do something on the Internet that catches fire, but it's hard to do what Joel Hodgson did and, you know, create the MST3K like he did in Minneapolis yeah. and then have, like, the support of that local TV station and then have it go from there. That's that's a, that's a quite an accomplishment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Do you have, like, any other designs on? Do you do, like, any videos or things like that, or do you have... have thought of anything like that or is that just not because like, you know, a lot of people it's just not their bag yeah I mean I don't I don't I used to do sketch I used to be in like a sketch group like I've been um, like writing more like more like I'm trying to write a television spec script and, and things like that so dabbling into yeah other aspects of stand up yeah some uh, somebody of mine I tried that back in the gosh in the late 80s and uh, we got like an agent interested a little bit, but that was about as far as we got. But um, I don't know. I thought we did did pretty good. You know, I think yeah, well, that's all you can do. Yeah, really, because you know, we 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 felt we captured the essence of the shows we were doing the um, specs for. We did one for I think Alf, one for its Gary Shandling show, which is my favorite. We had one where the the late oh yeah, uh, laugh and peace Gary Shandling. We had one where he had uh, two girlfriends, and he'd never had two girlfriends before, and he didn't know what to do. And we thought that was pretty good. Yeah, yeah. So, but um, that's yeah, that's that's that. So that does that require you to watch, I guess, a lot of TV though, or at least have to watch like one or two shows so you can write a spec script for them. So, is that what you've been doing, or? Yeah, like Parks and Rec and Freaks and Geeks are like one of my favorite. Oh, there you go. Television shows. Like, sadly, Freaks and Geeks was only in the one yeah. season, but. Yeah, um, my, my daughter got into that, and she's uh, she just we just dropped her off at college today, as a matter of fact. And Freaks and Geeks is one, oh, of, her no favorite, one of her favorite shows. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Well, congrats Thank to your you. daughter going to college. That's and, exciting. Yes, yes. Bittersweet it was today, dropping her off and getting her set up. But um, yeah, I think she's going to do okay. Uh, the the folks on my show know better as Fangirl. So Fangirl's first day of college was today. Um, yeah, the thing about Freaks and Geeks was I didn't notice it, so she started watching it again. Uh, the Sam is the exact same age and in grade I was in 1980. So in 1980, he is oh, a yeah, he's a freshman in 1980. I was a freshman in 1980. So that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, a little, a little close to home sometimes. And I grew up in suburban Cleveland. It takes place in suburban Detroit. So yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, 
Um, so how old are you? I mean, that that would uh, that resonates with you. You're a little younger than me, I, I reckon. Yeah, I'm 33. Okay. So, but it's basically a high school drama. All the, the right. same things kind of stay the same. Yeah, that's true. What's well, funny? It's funny you say that because when we got into was um, Friday Night Lights, we just finished binge watching. We just finished it up last night, um, and uh, I wasn't sure I was going to like it because we um, I read the book, loved the book. We started to watch the movie a couple of years ago and hated it because the movie just starts out real violent and like it's a, this real crazy beginning, and we didn't like that, so we turned it off. And then her friend said, oh, "You got to watch Friday Night Lights," and I'm like, "Well, I don't know if we're gonna like a show about high school football necessarily." And it was great, and like you said, it's it's a high school drama basically is what it is, and a lot of things just you know, right? The more things change, the more they stay the same, I guess. Yeah, exactly. So, so are you a big TV guy, or do you do you watch a lot of shows? I do, and, like, now with all the streaming, like, HBO and Netflix and Hulu, like, you can just binge-watch seasons, which is my favorite thing to do. Yeah, that is nice. You don't have to, like, wait around to, you know, what's going to happen next week. And uh, Netflix does this thing now where if you are binge-watching it, it will skip the um, what happened previously on whatever what show it is. They have it programmed to do that. But if you oh. are away from it for a while, it will show you that. So, like, we watched Friday Night Lights. We skipped it for a week. We didn't get to watch it. So we went back to it. It started off with previously on Friday Night Lights, and it showed us what happened. So that, it's, it, it's, it's neat that it knows how to do that. Yeah, that's crazy. That's yeah. smart. So what other shows do you like? Uh, I've been watching a lot of HBO stuff, I watch, and then I watch Stranger Things on Netflix. And okay. HBO, I've just watched the new Vice Principal, the Danny McBride one that just came out. Oh, I haven't even heard about that one. And then uh, it's pretty funny. It's Danny McBride being Danny McBride. Like, if you like Eastbound and Down, you'll oh, like okay. that one. Yeah, I didn't see that because we don't have HBO. So the only we um, had my wife's friend's password for a while. And we watched, oh, yeah. we watched Shameless on Showtime. But um, at the end of last season, we are kind of like, eh, I think we're done. <laughs> we're not too excited. Nice. Yeah. Um, we're not too excited for the next season, but um, yeah, it's uh, I have a whole list in Google Docs of shows we need to get to, and it's just like it's so hard because we'll start watching a show, and she'll fall asleep. So we actually watched Friday Night Lights. It's like a forty fifty minute show without commercials. We get through about twenty minutes at a time, and I'd hear snoring on the other side of the bed. I'm like, okay, turn <laughs> come back. Oh, see, you're nice. Yeah. If I binge watch with my wife and and she misses, I just. I just keep going. It's hard for us <laughs> to watch shows together. Oh, wow. No. She's like, how fun are you? I'm like, sorry, you were at work. I uh, <laughs> finished it. I'd be in so much trouble. You know, well, yeah, thing, you're, a good, you're a good man. I know. Well, having six jobs, too, tires me out, so sometimes I fall asleep during it. So. Oh, see, then, then you have a mutual thing. But the other show I love is Silicon Valley, which is another oh. HBO, I'm, but I'm sure you've heard of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There, um, there was this thing called Popcorn TV. I don't know if you heard of that. And it was you could uh, it was kind of this nefarious sort of website where you could like watch shows. It was like a Netflix, but it was like for stuff like uh, other than HBO and Showtime. And I got through the first episode, got through half of the second episode. It kept freezing up, and then they got sued and had to take the site down. So oh wow, yeah. So it's out of HBO. I yeah, that's one I totally want to get back into because I uh, I like everybody. T.J. Miller is hilarious on that. And uh, yeah. the kid that plays Marin's assistant and is uh, it was in a wonder episodes of Big Bang Theory. Uh, he's really funny in it, and uh, yeah, I totally want to get back into that one. Um, so your w- wife works full time then, and uh, w- while you're doing the comedy thing, yeah, she works at, at an online for a, a, like a corporate job downtown. So 
Okay. Oh, well, wow. That's and then I've been doing stand-up full-time now for the last two years, which has been nice. I had absolutely able to leave my day job because I'm doing a lot more corporates and colleges, which oh, there you pay go. better. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What was your day job before? I can't remember. Barnes & Noble. Most of the one I worked at is closing, too. Huh. So actually, comedy was a safer job. Huh. That's strange because uh, where I work for now, it's a, a marketing association. But what we do, well, my job, I'm supposed to like interview people. Uh, that run these loyalty programs. We just talked to them about their customer loyalty and things like that. And uh, my boss does the interviews. I do the interviews. One he did, I just transcribed, was for Barnes and Noble College. I had no idea they run a lot of the bookstores now on the campuses. Yeah, that there that's doing well. And I yes. think I'm not sure why my store closed. Some of them, I mean, just retail stores closed. And but I'm sure Barnes and Noble itself is doing okay. Yeah, well, the one near us closed, uh, but we still have one across the river in Newport, Kentucky. But the one down the street from us did close. And uh, well, that's tough. My daughter wanted a book a couple of weeks ago. It was from, uh, I don't know if you've heard of Gravity Falls on Disney Channel. It's one of those cartoons that adults also like. Um, she's gotten me into it. But there's a book that goes along with a companion book that came out. And we had to drive all the way, oh, okay. we had to drive all the way to Dayton to get it because there's only like three bookstores in all of Cincinnati. They only ordered seven copies, not realizing what a huge thing this is going to be. And, uh, we, yeah, oh, no. the Dayton store had it. They, my uh, oldest daughter called and said, will you hold it for us? And we drove her up to Dayton to get it. So, Wow. Yeah. Our kids aren't well, spoiled, trust me. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, uh, Driving all the way to Dayton, Ohio. Yes. That's a, that's a fatherly thing to do. It was. Well, it was, it was something to do it was on a Saturday night, I guess. Right. It's, it's a 40, yeah. 45, 50-minute drive from here. Yeah. But, um, yeah. What do you do? Well, I used to work up right by where that store was, so I, I was used to the drive. It, it didn't bother oh, me. Okay. Yeah. So um, you're doing said you're a lot of more corporate gigs and stuff. Now that that's got that's a sweet deal. And a lot of guys that just do nothing but corporates, and uh, that's and or or there's other guys that do nothing but colleges. Is it you? Could you see yourself doing that, or does that would that be too boring doing too much of the same thing? Um, I enjoy it. I mean, I'm liking it now. I like the variety too because doing corporates, you only you might have one a week and then it might be earlier than week and you can tie it to a club and then uh, and same with colleges. So you can do a little bit of everything, but, but, uh, I mean, some of them can be difficult. The ones that I've been doing have been pretty fun. So that's cool. Do you have to change your set a lot? Cause I know some guys have sets that are completely corporate and others have one that are for more for the clubs and there's others have a mix of the two and others have, you know, it's what's your approach? Yeah. Well, luckily, I've I've always worked clean, which is kind of the main thing that they yeah, they yeah. they worry about. So uh, basically, it's just my regular set. Okay. And, I mean, sometimes I'll I'll talk more. Of the corporate people will be like, "Make fun of Dave for a second, you, and so I'll try yeah. you know goof around a little bit of that. But, I remember Andy, but primarily, it's just me doing my being me. Yeah, Andy Kindler years ago. In fact, he even did this on the on Doctor Katz. Uh, it was one of the first things I ever saw him do. Was he would talk about doing corporate gigs, and they'd say. Yeah, could you make fun of uh, Dave? He's from Chicago. That's all they tell you. <laughs> so who, likes, yeah, yeah. who out there likes deep dish? <laughs> <laughs> and then someone That's else funny. told me. Someone else told me that um, they were asked to do that, and like nobody let. Yeah, t- say this will be hilarious. And I was like, I really don't. And they, but they really pressured him into it, and he goes, "Well, they're paying me a lot of money. What the hell?" And he did it, and nobody laughed, and the guy got really mad. <laughs> <laughs> and he was oh, oh yeah, yeah. I don't who that, the hell that was. I've heard of that happening. Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, what are you talking about on stage these days? What's what's the set like? Um, I mean, mo- mostly it's like just family stuff. Uh, uh, 
more more stuff about like having anxiety, more personal issues I've been bringing up. So that's been kind of uh, different and kind of fun. I have a great bit about buying a birdhouse. Oh wow! And some other stuff. Yeah, really, really hard hitting, edgy stuff as usual, <laughs> and and just always more animal material. I can't stop writing enough animal material. Like what? What what, what kind of animal material? Uh, well, we bought a hedgehog, my wife and I. And that's the newest one. So I've, I've told the story about uh, basically picking up a hedgehog. And, like, I didn't know where you'd get them. Like, when my wife was like, I want a hedgehog. I was like, do you, like, go to a pet store? Or do we walk around the backyard for a while? <laughs> and apparently you just go to a lady's house. That's where you get hedgehogs. <laughs> it was like a... And as we were driving there, I was like, I wonder what a lady that sells hedgehogs is like. And uh, it's a, they're an interesting person that has chosen to do that. That's weird. We got there, and yeah, we got there, and she had a room just filled with like rat, uh, like cages and storage bins filled with like rat, guinea pigs, hedgehogs, like uh, rabbits. It smelled amazing. It yeah. was the best okay, smelling room I've ever smelled. <laughs> so, Fangirl's friend had a yeah. hedgehog. I'm, why? Why all of a sudden are hedgehogs? And I thought they were only available like in Britain. Uh, do we have hedgehogs here I, in the U.S.? I get yeah, I get they, oh, yeah, they well, were so, yeah. at the uh, the city near my house. Huh. So, That's I don't, I think it's like an African pygmy one. I don't think they're, I don't know if they're. What, what are hedgehogs? Well, I thought they were like porcupines. Yeah, they basically are. They're like a little hamster with spikes. They're not blue like the one, the Sonic the Hedgehog, though. No, no, you like, can't <laughs> find blue ones. That's what I wanted. There you go. <laughs> Maybe you could paint him. But are the quills dangerous? Yeah, yeah. Are they not, are they, can, they can't, like, they're not dangerous like a porcupine quill, though, are they? Or, no, like when it's agitated, it'll, it'll prick you. But oh. you can, when they're tame, you just kind of hold them and then their quills go back. Right. But, yeah, it's not, I, I'm i still not all on board for the hedgehog. We're still, I still haven't quite bonded with it. I'm confused by it. And it's nocturnal, so normally it's sleep. And then sometimes I hear it at like 3 in the morning. Oh, that is, that's just the strangest thing. Huh. And yeah. It, and does that also cause you anxiety, I guess, because it's, this hedgehog is waking up at 3 in the morning. But yeah, a little bit. But that, that was something we got to try to relieve the anxiety. It was oh, a nice, okay. fun pet. So. so what's causing you anxiety? But just, I, uh, like me, like I've, I've always had, I never know why though. Like I'll, uh, I'll wake up and have like two things to do. Like I'll be like, oh, I've got to email the right. And then I've got, uh, like I got to bring out the trash and then I'll remember one thing, like a bill I forgot to pay. And then that, then I, my brain just shuts down. I'm like, I guess I'm just going to lay in bed. That's too many things. And then you, then you so, panic. Wow. Huh. Yeah, it's weird. That's uh, and then and then I and then I get over it. I'll get get it, wake up in the morning, and be like, oh yeah, this was easier. But hmm. so, so it's, it's like not a debilitating thing. Oh well, that's good. That's yeah, good. So I make it fun in the act. I don't know if that that didn't sound as fun. <laughs> well, I'm sure people can relate though, because you know people are very, you know, and but, but then people probably think like, geez, I've got so many more things to do. And this guy's worried about a bill he didn't pay and, and his hedgehog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, sort of that. That's why I just have to come up with more examples. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it sounds like, you know, comedy still uh, all around is a, a full-time job because, you know, a lot of the, cause there are a lot of guys that just, you know, know they should be doing more as far as writing. But Arnold, it sounds like you're writing all the time, if not, you know, for the stage, for, you know, the spec scripts and all that other stuff. Is that is it pretty much a, a, a nine-to-five job for you overall? Yeah, I mean, not necessarily, but it constantly throughout the day. So there's definitely time to uh, write a little while binging Netflix. I, I've 
made that talent work. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, I do treat it like a job where I'm booking stuff for a while, okay. writing stuff every day, and then and then performing. Like the touring gets that's hectic, especially like coming up this fall. I'll be nonstop until uh, kind of end of November. I'll get a break. Okay. So it, it, do you set aside certain blocks of time during the day or just say I got to get in like, you know, an hour of making phone calls to get some gigs and I'm going to sit here for an hour and a half and write some jokes or is it just as it comes to you and you just know it needs to be done? As it kind of comes, like there's certain times of the year where I'll send out available or, or you know, where I know when to, when to contact these people or my agents okay. will contact me and I'll schedule it, but. All right. But, but yeah, it's a kind of, a, it's just a constant thing. But it's, I've gotten better. I've been doing stand-up for 11 years now, so I, I, say, I think I'm learning how to handle it. Well, yeah, and you're doing it full-time now, and you're getting, gotten a variety of gigs. But when you, we can do all that, like the, you know, the college club and corporate thing. Uh, that, that's got to be pretty cool, because I got, you know, a lot of guys get burned out just going to clubs every week, even though, you know, you got guys doing it year in, year out, like Greg Warren and, and guys like that, just, you know, pounding the pavement. And then, uh, like I said, the other guys that mostly do corporate and only turn up, you know, once in a while. Like, I guess Durst does a lot of corporate things, even though he's really political. But he doesn't really turn up in clubs a yeah. lot. Yeah, so it's just, yeah, it's, just, it's interesting. Hmm. And uh, I know your buddy, uh, your buddy uh, Rob, why his last name escaped me? He married you. He became a priest. And, oh, Rob Little. Yeah. Rob Little, yeah. He, so he was having some health problems. I guess he's doing okay now. Uh, but he was doing the cruise ships for a while and digging that. And yeah, he was. He hit those hard, and now he's back more in the clubs, and, and he, he moved out to New York, so him and I, like, he's he's way out oh, okay. on the East Coast now. Yeah, he was thinking of doing a TV show about this. I think that's why he stuck to it so hard, because he, he fancied he was going to do a uh, some kind of travel-slash-show, as I recall, about that. Uh, Agnes, oh, yeah. I think so, yeah. Or, or maybe I'm, or as our friend Jimmy Pardo said, that may or may not be accurate. <laughs> yeah, I can't, I can't remember that. He's coming up with different stuff all the time so yeah. well, good for that guy because he's uh, he's pretty funny yeah yeah well cool yeah. man it, it sounds like things are going great for you and um have you ever been out of cincinnati before i don't i think you have been haven't you to go bananas i've been to the funny bone uh, but i've never done go bananas all right so i will uh but, i will put a bug in the booker's ear because uh one of the guys i suggested to him last year uh, who had never played here before and wanted to, Brian Scalaro, is, was actually, I think he's here this weekend. And I said, hey, I'm not, oh, okay. I'm just saying, and I gave him the email, and that's, that seems to be work, a, a pretty good system. So cool. I'll, just, I'll just say, yeah, hey. Josh Sneed was going to bring me a long time ago. Oh, okay, And it yeah. just it kept fall, not working out. So I, I work with hopefully Josh. Hopefully I'll get out there someday. I work with Josh and his t-shirt company. Oh, no way. That's yeah, yeah. awesome. Yeah, yeah we, I love Josh. I took Josh to a baseball game in Minneapolis oh, once, nice. and uh, we were sitting out in the outfield, and uh, a ball came, and he tried to catch it, and then turned to me while I, 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 I had just been cowering. Like, yeah. It was the most, pretty embarrassing. But. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't get to see Josh much. I see his partner, Darren Moore. Uh, when we're doing, sure. like, we help them out with the um, when they do live events here. But we actually run the the Cleveland um, page of the Home Shirts T-shirt thing, and then we also run the Defunct Teams page, which includes the old Minnesota Fighting Saints, which you're too young to remember. But uh, all those teams, okay. are, yeah, yeah. So we we run both of those, and uh, yeah. So small world, eh? Yeah. Cool. Cool, man. Well, it's, uh, thanks for take, taking the time tonight here, and um, uh, the, this the podcast will drop on Sunday, and then the the uh, print piece will be in City Pages the week you're uh, performing uh, there. 
in town and then um yeah and i'll put i'll put a bug in uh in the the booker's ear over to go bananas and we'll maybe get that sorted that would be awesome thanks thanks right. for calling okay tommy good talking to you bye all right talk to you later bye Thanks again to Tommy Ryman for being on the show. You can catch Tommy where at Ada, Ohio, at Ohio University, August 23rd. He's also at uh, Truman State up there in Kirksville, or down there in Kirksville, Missouri, August 26th. And he's at the Acme in Minneapolis, August 30th through September 1st, I believe. Um, you can see anything you need to see related to Tommy Ryman. Please go to TommyRyman.com. Okay, song of the week time. We're going to skip the uh, credits this week because, uh, again, uh, Tight schedule, another tight schedule this week. Uh, this song of the week this week is from Lucy Dacus. I saw her on uh, CBS Saturday morning. Uh, she's from Richmond, Virginia. Uh, it's a nice little slice of AAA. Uh, the, the album's been getting a lot of heat. I think she put on an EP before, and then she got picked up by Matador Records. But uh, this is the current single, I Don't Want to Be Funny Anymore. Lucy Dacus, our song of the week. So long, and thanks for listening. Man, I hurt my friends saying things that don't mean.